all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Creating Magic Podcast. This is me, Stephen. Definitely did not kill Don Lewis Hatterer, aka the Muggle and Gackies. Here with my delightful co-host, the founder and creator and editor and publisher of this podcast, Danny. Say hi, Danny. Hi, Danny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> y'all, we're recording the intro after we just recorded the episode, and uh, I'm telling you this now, and you have no reason to believe me, given what you're about to hear. I'm 100% sober. Just wanted to throw that out there. Anywho, wanted to give two announcements here on the front end before you hear the amazing episode we just recorded with our friend Haley. Uh, first is that if you are in the market for notepads, Funko Pops, I believe I saw some cosplay materials and, and resources, wands, tote bags, shirts, you name it. Secondhand Harry Potter apparel, accessories, and merchandise. Boy, do we have a treat for you. If you go to Facebook and you search virtual Harry Potter garage sale, you can look through our inventory of more than 100 items. Um, all at pretty great prices, if you ask me. It's stuff that Danny, Brandy, myself um, have in our collections. And for any number of reasons, be it, it doesn't fit us anymore, it doesn't fit our collection anymore, or we're moving to Florida in nine days, and or by the time you're hearing this, seven days, um, and need to get rid of stuff. Uh, we're choosing to sell. So virtual Harry Potter garage sale on Facebook uh, to check out the photo albums there where there's more than 100 awesome secondhand Harry Potter items for sale. Be sure to do that sometime in the next week here because I believe we're nearing the end of the sale. So when you're hearing this on Thursday, uh, jump on Facebook. Danny, do you have any announcements you would care to share with the group today? So last year, we joined our friends at Transfiguring Adoption in a push-up challenge, and we will be doing the same this year. The challenge will be from March 3rd through 17th, but you can sign up from February 15th through Fe- February 28th. They are raising money to help be able to provide resources to foster parents. We will once again have a team creating magic. And we would love for you to join. There is a $10 registration fee, but that money goes all towards donations for Transfiguring Adoption. And you can find all the information through their through their Instagram account, which is Transfigure, T-R-A-N-S-F-I-G-U-R, Adopt, A-D-O-P-T. Or you can go to transfiguringadoption.com. So come join our team. There'll be challenges throughout the time period, and we'll make sure to post those so you are aware of all of them. Enjoy the episode. Hey, we're here with Steven. I have nothing clever. I'm just, I'm here. Hello. Hi. Ready to go. And Haley. Hi. So nice to be here today. So let's start, Haley. Why don't you introduce yourself, your where we could find you on social media, your house, and your favorite character? Okay, so on social media, I've changed my name a few times lately, but I'm currently Haley.lane, which you will never know unless I spell it. So it's H-A-E-L-I dot L-A-Y-N-E. <laughs> it's very weird. And then um, I'm a Gryffindor. I have a lot of Hufflepuff, but I'm definitely a Gryffindor. And my favorite character is Hermione because 
I don't know. I just can't fake any other character than Hermione. You also cosplay a great Hermione. Thank you. For our listeners' sake, because we've met you and we see you now, so we know the answer. But for the listeners to help contextualize, um, do you want to tell us, A, how old you are? And then from there, talk to us about how Harry Potter came into your life. Yeah. So I'm 19. I'll be 20 next month. And I've been obsessed with Harry Potter since I was five years old. So like 15 years almost now. And I first got into it when my dad, uh, my mom went out of the house for the day and my dad came over to me with a book in his hand. And he was like, Haley, we're going to read Harry Potter. And I was like, I don't know, are we, are we allowed to? Mom's gone. I, I wasn't sure if we were, if that was too scary. <laughs> But the minute you started reading it, I was just like entranced and I'm just really grateful that he kind of brought that into my life because I was like behind on reading, even though I was five. So like, who's like, what does that even really mean? But according to school, I was. And so after that, he like stopped after book three and was like, now you have to read all of them. I think I was like seven (laughs) once he got to there and he was like, you have to read all of them yourself. All three, all three of them before I'll read you the fourth one. Otherwise, you never get to hear it. And I panicked because I did not want to read them. <laughs> but then I kind of shot up in my class of reading level. We just kind of did that cycle. If he'd read the book and then I'd read it again after. And it just kind of went like that until I was 11. What was it as best as you can remember from, you know, five, six, seven-year-old Haley, right? What was it about harry potter that you kept going back to it's just like a really like the story just pulls you in so well and i think a lot of kids and younger get like our first reading books that are just so like dumb (laughs) and harry potter was like an actual story with like emotions and characters plus there's magic so (laughs) but it's a big difference between reading like mad like there's like a fairy book series or Doonie Jones or Magic Treehouse and you're like I don't know you're not invested in these characters because there's not much emotion but you can really feel like you're with Harry so I think it's like I think it's Harry. So what was it like for you going from being a reader of the books to becoming like a member of the fan community? I remember it was mostly just on Instagram and I did not know it existed I just kind of like, I think it started because I wanted to cosplay and I didn't know what I wanted to. I just knew that I had to do as many costumes as I could before I was an adult because Halloween would be over then. Not actually, but that's what I thought in my head. (laughs) Dressing up would be over once I was an adult, even though it's the exact opposite. So when I kind of realized I could cosplay and that there was like Harry Potter worlds on Instagram, And I was like, wait, there's other people who are like as obsessed as me. So I just like put, I made a Harry Potter Instagram account and started following people. And I was just kind of like, this is fun. But I didn't really meet anyone that I connected with, but I thought it was fun. And then when I actually like, like 16, 15 or 16 then. So now that like, this just happened where I finally got to meet everyone 
last week. It was kind of crazy because I thought I was going to meet everyone two years ago before the pandemic. So it felt like a really long time coming and I was overwhelmed <laughs> with like happiness. So I'm curious just to take a step back before we go where I know Danny is heading us. Were your friends, family members besides, were, were your contemporaries, be it cousins, you know, whoever, right? Were they also into Harry Potter or were was this something that, you know, through your dad was something that you enjoyed, but you didn't necessarily know a lot of other people close to you who were enjoying it too? Yeah, it was mainly just like my family because my little sister and my my mom ended up coming around and like really soon once she, she just hadn't read them yet. But my sister and my mom and my dad just kind of like shared it with my family. But my friends, there was, I knew some people who like read it and liked it. And like, a, like I remember there was like one girl who I would sometimes play Harry Potter with, but pretty much everyone else wasn't allowed to read it or didn't want to read it. But like here and there at school, there'd be people who would like it. It's just like not to my level. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just curious because I was going to say for our generation, but that brings me to my favorite topic, which is that Danny and I are not part of the same generation because Danny's like 34 years older than I am. Um, you know, for me growing up, my, my closest, none of my closest friends were into Harry Potter. I believe some, if not all of them read it, or at least read, you know, some of the books. Um, but so I don't even know what a good metaphor for 2022 is, but <sighs> similarly to like how, you can't walk, you know, three feet without seeing an iPhone nowadays. Like you couldn't go anywhere without seeing the Harry Potter books. Right. And then certainly as we got older, you know, they culturally became a thing. So I, I imagine for your generation being a generation younger than me, about four generations younger than Danny, um, whether people have read it or not, Harry Potter is just part of the culture, right? Because the movies are there, the books are there. It may not be something that everyone's read, but it's kind of hard to escape social media without seeing a Harry Potter gif, a Harry Potter meme, a Harry Potter quote. Right. Um, so anyhow. Yeah. I think like all my friends, since they all know it, they're all like, they just call me the Harry Potter girl. Like, that's just like my thing. They're like, yeah, Ailey, who loves Harry Potter. So I can like ask them all of their like Hogwarts houses, but some of them humor me and like, they'll just be like, let me talk about it a ton. Danny humors me on this podcast. That's kind of like the entire, you know, crux of this of this podcast. Danny, I promise I wasn't going for an age joke there. I literally stumbled into that one. That, that no, one. you were going there. It's no, not- I wasn't. I, I I actually wasn't. It was one of those things where I, I that was a genuine question. And then as I started saying words, it was like a news flash that went across my head that was like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is like an age opportunity. So. See, I'm so pretty sure you're both millennials, though. Dan, there's no Dan. You're not a millennial, are you? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, technically, yes. I don't claim it, though. I was gonna say because yeah. my dad is like the last year before he become like he's like on the year that's like millennial or Gen X, but he goes oh, Gen God. X because he and he's like 44. So I'm not 44. I I'm pretty sure not. you're both millennial. Danny is older than 44. Danny, I've never once thought you were 44, so don't don't worry about that. So two weeks ago, we were at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Orlando for what has been now deemed as uncelebration because years previously, 
they had celebration of Harry Potter, which was a great event at Universal and it was hosted by Universal and they sadly got rid of it. So Haley, this was your first fan event, is that correct? Or had you yes. been to other things? Um, it was my first, yeah, it was my first one. What was that? Because you also came solo. So, yeah, I did. <laughs> and was this was also your first solo trip? Um, kind of. It was my first trip, right? Like solo trip for on a plane. But I I've driven up and I was away on my own for two months in Michigan. But I lived in my friend's apartment and I had lots of people around me that I knew. So this felt more like really, really solo. <laughs> So what was that like for you going to an event at a theme park by yourself and it being your first event also? Um, well, first off, it was just amazing, but I was also kind of scared <laughs> at the same time. But I also knew it wasn't going to like, no matter what happened, it was going to be good because it's going to be Harry Potter people. So it couldn't be like, if anything bad happened, it could be that bad. <laughs> and um also like I woke up really early just so I was like I don't want to miss anything and then there wasn't that many people around it's super cold but then I texted you and you're like yeah just come join us and have a butterbeer and I was like okay because I was getting really anxious I was like I don't know what I'm doing like the meetup doesn't start yet <laughs> so first off thank you for that I would have been more nervous otherwise <laughs> you have to start your day with a hot butter beer yes and especially, especially that weekend was cold <laughs> so unreasonably cold for florida is hot butter beer the top of your list or what is your butter beer ranking um i i go back and forth between frozen and hot and regular butter beer gets left in the dust even though i love it too <laughs> but it's like it's just wait, not wait, good. You, you love the regular butter beer? No, I don't. I just don't feel like it's just I don't feel like I can say I don't love any butter beers. No, 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 you can it. say it. No, you can say it. I mean, look, I get that you're like, you know, like 14 and your teeth are made of, you know, Kevlar and you can ingest anything and not get cavities. Uh, sure. Us older folk have to worry about like how our bodies react to certain foods. And the regular butter beer is just so sweet. And it's not to say the others aren't. It's just that the regular butter beer doesn't have any sort of like, like trick to like kind of like a vehicle to hide it in, whether it's hot or free yeah. or frozen or ice cream. And it's just you know? soda for like Ugh. so expensive. Like you don't who buy it's soda for a ton of money. Whereas the other two feel like I don't feel so bad about spending the seven dollars. Yeah. But I'd probably say frozen butterbeer is my favorite because it's like I used to make it with my dad growing up. And so I have like good memories of that. But like hot butterbeer is the most flavorful and probably like the actual best. But I really like frozen butterbeer. Having made it through now a solo trip, a fan event, a fan event at the parks and all of that having gone into it solo certainly not by the end of it um how do you feel how, how what we're looking back on the weekend writ large are you 
excited to dive into the next thing whenever that is or you're like hey you know that was a lot there was a lot of costumes going on like what where where's your head at coming out of the weekend oh i i like the next day i was like down i was downstairs and i was just like in the kitchen and i was suddenly like i feel different like i know i change constantly because i'm at the end of my teenage years and that's just what happens around this age but I was like, I just did that on my own. And I met a bunch of people who are like me. And like the fact that like growing up, everyone is always like, yeah, you're going to grow out of it. You're not going to care like about this so much. And then I'm like, well, look at all these people older than me who still do. And it, I don't know. I was like, just kind of like really excited by everything. And I, I don't know. I felt kind of different. And also, yes, I'm super, super excited because I'm definitely going to LuchiCon in the summer. I don't... <laughs> I don't know... I'm glad that you feel good coming out of this. I don't know if you want to be using any of us as, like, the yardstick for, like, oh, well, these adults still love Harry Potter and they seem like they're <laughs> doing fine. I don't... That, that might be... Like, I've met your mom, so, like, I feel somewhat of, like, a sense of accountability for your well-being i don't i don't know if that's the best thing but hey whatever you you do you well i don't know i'm excited anyway you should be excited i'm kind of glad that you had this like mini fan experience before heading into leaky con because leaky con is like all in yeah i'm also gonna go to MomoCon in atlanta with some friends which will be like I'm going to be cosplaying other fandoms, but that'll also help, like, going to a con before that, too. Also, though, like, I was taught, like, like, talking to the people who do work at Universal, since that's what I want to do, was really nice. And then, like, I met someone my age there who was also, like, we were talking about, like, how we both didn't want to go to college and how we've been telling all of our, like, family members that we're going to go work at Universal and move to Orlando and how, like, extended family have been, like, very judgmental of that and I was like whoa this is my exact like mindset and I've never had anyone else my age that I know like want to go do this and they're moving there like in a few months too and I was like okay that was one thing where I was just like I'm not the only one that was a really good conversation I'm glad you've met those people that can be that new Harry Potter friend group for you and LeakyCon, you'll definitely meet a lot more. Uh, that one's the difference, I think, with LeakyCon and like being at the parks is at LeakyCon, there really isn't in a space where you're like, okay, I'm no longer in Harry Potter world. <laughs> like you can go hide on ET and be like, okay, I'm in a theme park. LeakyCon, it's kind of all in. I will gladly accept any tips, Haley, on how to make a new Harry Potter friend group. Um, <laughs> But Danny's so amazing. How you could never. <laughs> Y'all should have seen Danny's face. Danny was looking at her phone or something as I was talking. And the second I said it, her eyes shut up. <laughs> oh, goodness. You better goodness. be glad I love you. Goodness gracious. Oh, that was that was delightful. The good thing is through interviewing wonderful people like you, and as well as uh getting to know our listeners through social media and real life. 
um, we've made some new friends, not as replacement friends, let's be clear, but as people who appreciate us through the podcast. Um, yeah, you our, were just recognized at Universal. So That was wild. That was, I now in one very microcausal way know what it feels like for like famous people and or like Brandy or Chelsea or uh, yeah, that was crazy. That was a good time. Shout out David, night bus within us. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, all the ages. It's kind of crazy. There's just like everyone. Like there's all like there's like the really older people too, which is fun to see. Wait, so let me I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to do the math in my head and that's a mistake from from step 1. You were 5 ish when you started reading the books your dad started reading them to you that was like 14 ish years ago so it's 2020 danny was 2022 minus 14 2008 2008 2008 what if i'm almost 20 and it's uh turning this year next month so probably more like 2007 but maybe 2008 but in that in that yeah i'm, I'm just trying to place your <laughs> i'm just trying to get it even more back there so that i'm like yeah i, I was a fan for even i want mine one more year longer <laughs> no no it, it, i'm only trying to place where your book and movie journey takes place within what was yeah. released at the time um interesting uh, going going away from the the fan community piece back into the canon um what was that experience like for you? Because there were a couple more movies, although you probably were too young to see them when they first came out. Yeah, I didn't see them in the theater because I think we were still in the process. Like, it just took a really long time to get through all the books. Sure. So I kind of feel like I had some of that, like, waiting for the books to come out thing because my dad really made me wait each time. And then, like, the movies, he made me wait so long for the yes. movies too because he was like the visuals will be scarier and if we went with I never 2007 had... order of the phoenix came out that year the the book yeah. or the movie you're you're on mute danny the movie the movie Got yeah it. i remember my dad saw both of seven part one and two but and I, I was like, that's not fair. I mean, I haven't gotten to that book yet, but I want to see it. Well, so, no, I didn't. I didn't want to watch it first, but you know what I mean. So I'm curious, you know, obviously you have a, a very personal connection to the books, given how they were introduced to you. How, how do you feel about the books versus the movies? Do you, ne- never mind the quality. We can get to the quality in a minute. But just in terms of what they mean to you, do you feel more partial to the books, more partial to the movies? 100% more partial to the books. Um, the movies make me mad, but I, I like that they exist because it's seeing the world come to life and I love the actors and I love the sets and stuff. And I, as I get older, I just try to enjoy them for what they are instead of getting mad at them. But still, the books are my like comfort. Listen to the audiobooks, like can't even count how many times I've listened to the audiobooks with Jim Dale or like how many times my dad's read them to me and then 
I've read, of course, I've read them myself plenty of times, but mainly like I've listened to them even more just because of all the long car rides and my dad reading them. And my dad would do the voices exactly like Jim Dale, although he would say they weren't as good, but they were, they were amazing. (laughs) I love the voices. (laughs) Your dad sounds like a rock star. He is. (laughs) I should clarify, rock is a type of music that was very popular um, at varying points from the 50s up into some divergent subgenres in like the 90s, early 2000s. Um, it's it's kind of like Justin Bieber, but like way before Justin Bieber with an entirely different sound. So he's like a pop star, but a rock star. I'm sorry. This I is who I like, am. I this never is, liked Justin Bieber. <laughs> this is who I am. I can't. I can't help it. I don't change. I am who I am. And, and that is that. Uh, no, your dad sounds really cool. Um, so let's let's talk about quality. Um, we'll start on the book side. You said your favorite character is Hermione. Do you have a favorite? Uh, well, so we'll do a couple favorites, then we'll do least favorites. Okay. Um, favorite book as well as um, favorite plot. Right, whether it's hunting for Horcruxes, whether it's the Harry Ginny love story, whether it's Quidditch, right? Like, is there any sort of plot that stands out too? Okay, so my favorite is probably the Order of the Phoenix because Dumbledore's army is my favorite. Probably my favorite thing to read about and plot because I like the idea of a bunch of teenagers rebelling together in a secret group and being best friends and like the middle finger to umbridge it's just like my favorite so that overall and also what just seeing hermione like rebel and like come out of like her like she was just kind of like i mean she's always a little bit more one-dimensional before before that i mean not never one-dimensional because like the books were written so well by someone who we don't know who wrote them but they were written really well (laughs) um and I don't know because I've always wanted to like I I just always like like seeing Hermione being shown in like a more cool way but still like really smart and everything and then the flip side uh do you have a least favorite book certainly doesn't mean you have to dislike it um, and then also a least favorite narrative, you know, plot point, something that just you, you kind of read faster through, skip through, or just dread having to go back to those pages. If I have to pick a least favorite book, it's probably Chamber of Secrets, but that's only because I like as I like watching them get older and like how like the relationships develop and the friendships and stuff and then because I can't pick the first one because it's the first one so then chamber it just ends up being chamber of secrets but I I don't know it's hard to think of like a part that I just don't like reading about but it can be hard to watch to like read through Dumbledore um in the lake with Harry in the sixth one but I, I think it was written well and I like it but it can be hard to read through a bunch Let's do the opposite side and favorite movie and least favorite movie. 
I feel like a lot of people are going to agree with me on favorite movie, but The Prisoner of Azkaban is my favorite one. <laughs> because I, don't know, I think it was just really well done. They left, I mean, they leave things out of everything, but it doesn't feel like it was like, I don't know, it doesn't ever really make me mad. And I feel like most of them do. I think it looks really pretty and it's still like one of the lighter, like the lighting is still pretty like light, but they're older. And I like watching the whole plot of that one. And the character development is really nice. Yeah, I really like The Prisoner of Azkaban. And then <laughs> there's so many least favorite parts of a lot of the movies. <laughs> After watching the um the the 20 the 20 years like Harry Potter celebration thing that came out, why can't I think of the title? But I was watching it and the director for the the fourth movie. He made me so mad. I everything he said about it, where he'd be like, "I thought we should change this for this reason, because like this is how they react in this." And I was like, I was like watching that and getting so angry at him. Like they're like the see like the Weasley brothers, they would fight now. And like he was like, "Now I'm gonna like get down and show them how to fight." And like I don't know, Fred and George would never fight with each other. And he really did not understand anything about the characters. I feel like <laughs> from watching that. I'll tell you what I don't understand is the U.S. Postal Service. I'm still waiting for my gift box from HBO Max to watch the 20 Years Later special. It hasn't arrived yet, and it's been the special came out January 1st. It's been like you know 45 days now. Damn yeah. Here. I, I you know HBO Max. Uh, you guys might want to check on that. Something's up with uh, the post office. You're famous from the podcast. So it does seem like you should have one. I that's what I'm saying. Yet no box. If you are Logic. at Hogwarts, who would you hang out as your friends? If you're looking for logical friends, I wouldn't hang out with Danny because her logic just went out the door. No, I'm just kidding. She's very <laughs> logical. You should hang out with Danny, not just because of the logic thing, but she is logical. Anywho, Haley, please continue. Probably Jenny, because she's She's in Gryffindor, and I don't know who her friend group is, so she's she seems easier to get into than the Golden Trio. Plus, I feel like I relate to her a lot, or, like, I want to relate to her more and more, because, like, I see a lot of, like, my hidden self in her, like, courage and coolness, and I want to be, I want to have more of her vibes and just hang out with her and, like, be more confident with her. Yeah, hot take. The Golden Trio is very clicky. Like, yeah. <laughs> after five years, Harry was still like, Neville's kind of a loser. Like, and whether, you know, whether Neville is a loser or not, it's either here nor there. I'm just saying, Harry lived with the kid for five years and was like, I don't feel any closer to him today than I did when I was 11. So, like, eh, pass. Right. Yeah. Seamus was ready to believe that Harry was like a lying crackpot. Right. Like the golden trio, you can't really break into that friend group too easily. Harry and Ron are definitely clicky. And like when Harry and Ron are fighting, Ron hangs out with his brothers rather than like finding other friends. Hermione, we know she hung out with Jenny, not just, yeah, but she wasn't, look, she did not. I mean, we know she had some issues with those other girls. Exactly. (laughs) They are clicky both 
within their own right, but also as a collective. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, there's. I don't think there's any breaking into that group. I'd, I'd hang out with Jenny, and then, but like even like it's kind of crazy that Jenny is like so much in their friend group of like outside Hogwarts, and they get back to school, and it's like, eh, never mind. She's like, peace, done with you. Although Harry's so like Harry gets surprised when Jenny goes and hangs out with other friends. Like, oh well, you didn't let her in earlier, so she had to make other friends, Harry. What class would you like to take? Charms, because like it's so underrated. You can learn so many, like there's so many things. It's just like spells in general. And I mean, I guess there's less fighting ones, but I'd rather just do fun spells anyway. And like Professor Flitwick always has, always talk about him having the most fun classroom and yeah, definitely charms. Steven, do you have any other questions? no put me on the spot like that like this is like a recorded podcast or something jeez I have two questions because Danny's forcing me to ask questions on this whole podcast thing (laughs) question number one is Snape a hero or a villain and why he's a hero but I don't like him because he should have, Dumbledore should have, like, not given him such, like, free reign over the children. Neville, it was like Neville Longbottom's buggart. Like, that's just, like, he wasn't scared of anything more than Snape. He abused the kids and, like, definitely abused Harry and Neville and just was a bad person. But I still guess he's a hero. He's just a complicated one who does reserve does reserve redemption but not just like oh all forgiveness harry is gonna i harry like harry naming his child after him it's going too far so i have three questions now because you use the r word so question number two is draco malfoy redeemable and if you say he is redeemable in your eyes was he redeemed? A little bit, but he didn't have like a really good redemption arc. I feel like the best redemption arc that I can think of is Zuko from Avatar The Last Airbender. And if he could have something like that, that would be amazing. But because Draco didn't get that, it's hard for me like to think that he is super good. But I like Draco as a character so I always want to like I feel like I in my head I think he's better than like the books actually wrote him to be because I like him in the movies so yeah I don't know Danny five dollars if you know what I'm about to sing oh sing um I thought you said say and I was like uh, I don't know Haley you mentioned a character comparison for my another franchise what was that character's it? name Dum- Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Summer loving had me in blast. Summer loving happened so fast. Met a girl crazy for me. Anywho, Haley uh, Zuko is the last name of a character, Danny Zuko, from the, from I Greece. believe, 1978 movie musical. 78 sounds right. Um, 
John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John play the 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 love story main characters in that. Yes. It is it, it's a movie from I think at this point <laughs> your dad's forty four. Oh, that, that movie might be older than your dad. I don't know. My mom loved it growing up, so I watched it with her. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I, that movie, Danny's doing the math right now. I think I'm pretty sure that movie came out like the year your dad was born. If I, if my like math I did very quickly in my head is true, I don't love that. <laughs> was that right, Danny? Your year was right. Oh, I knew it was seventy-eight. Yeah, I know Greece. Come on. Yeah, I think yeah. That's his, it came yeah. out. Uh, if you're off by a year, because if her dad was born in seventy-eight, he would be turning forty-four in twenty-two. Okay, well, sure. Uh, Anyhow, my third and final question, and this one isn't fully formed, so just stay with me on this journey. I think a lot, and I have thought a lot about the moral teachings of Harry Potter, which are, I believe, relative and subjective, um, dependent on when you encountered the story and what was going on in the world at that time, right? So for a lot of people my age, we came into this story as, for, you know, for Americans and for Brits, I suppose, too, right? A, a global war was evolving, right? Terror, like there was a lot of fear that existed in the world and a lot of mistrust of like institutions. And so I think that what was happening socioeconomically as I was consuming this series impacts the lessons that I pull from the story and why it matters so much and kind of what I value in this story. I'm curious if you have any perspective whatsoever on what the morals of Harry Potter are for you, right? Given that A, you of course grew up reading it and watching it at a different time, but also, and we don't have to go too deep into this part of it, but you're at an age right now where you're becoming an adult and whether you go to college or not, you're at that stage in your life where you're starting to form a lot of opinions about the world truly for your own, right? You're, you're, coming out from your under your parents shadow and you're you're an adult right you know um a far younger adult than danny or i but an adult nevertheless and certainly now in the harry potter universe there's tons of controversy and tons of drama uh, with regard to morals and ethics and jkr so i'm just curious how you know it's an open-ended question that's not really a question how you feel about the morals and ethics of harry potter um yeah just relative i guess how how you how you see the world there's so much going through my head and I'm like trying to think of where to start or there's so much but this is typically the part of the podcast where we ask softball questions to wind down the episode um but I thought of this question about 15 and 20 minutes ago when we weren't really in a convenient section to slip it in yeah and then Danny said do you have any more questions and well it's not really a softball but here we are Feel free to say no, Stephen. I don't have any thoughts on that. Let me live my dang life. And then we just episode. Well, I definitely think that Harry Potter stands for so much good, even if I now don't agree with the author. I feel like Harry Potter just is like the morals of belonging. 
and we which is why it makes my I'm so mad at JK Rowling because like there's people who feel like they belonged because of Harry Potter and then they didn't anymore but they still but most of them not most of them I can't speak for them but I know a lot of people who are just like they're going to keep on feeling like they belong because of Harry Potter anyway and so no matter what happened now Harry Potter is still like the book itself and all of the uh, fandom created has created such a sense of belonging that I still feel like the books are just so good with morals but and then I mean I definitely there's like a lot of like the government and like (laughs) all of the like pretending that things aren't really happening just for their own self what they want for the their own selfish gains and they're like no Voldemort doesn't Voldemort's not back no there's a pandemic's not coming we're we're fine and I can go on and on about politics because I have always had a lot of opinions on that but that's not really what (laughs) that would be too long but there's definitely a lot into comparisons with that and I mean like just Hermione going out right being like oh I never want to work for the ministry and stuff and but at the same time there has to be good people like that in politics so if she does if she did end up working for the ministry if that does if that is canon then I think that's good (laughs) Uh, yeah I I appreciate you entertaining the question and it's something that goes through my mind a lot, right? I think, and again, I I can't speak with any certainty for a large group of people, but I think for a lot of people around Danny's age, my age, our opinions on the teachings of Harry Potter were pretty well set, right? Because, you know, we read the story as some form of a young adult and or child, we have existed as Harry Potter consumers as adults for long enough, right? To where like our opinions were formed. And then of course, over the past couple of years, we've had to seriously rethink and rebuild a lot of our thoughts on the teachings of Harry Potter. Whereas if you use a house metaphor here, right? Like you're kind of still building your own house uh, in terms of your your views on the world and what matters to you and how you view relationships and ethics and what's right and what's wrong, right? And so it, it's something that is still kind of very much shifting for you, which is what it's supposed to do. This is the age where you where you do that. Anyhow, I'm, I was just curious. And for any listeners who have any thoughts on that, just lengthy, awfully worded soliloquy slash question that I just posed. You know, creating magic podcast at gmail.com. That's the email as I stumble through that at creating magic podcast on Instagram. Let us know. I'm curious. This is something I could I could talk about all day long. And if you have enough of a thought that you want to come and share it on the, on this whole podcast thing, uh, let us know that too, because we'll always we'll always entertain that conversation. So Danny, those are my what were two then morphed into three questions. I hope I answered it like well enough. I was trying not to go like too controversial with like an audience and like I was like I don't I don't know what 
<laughs> no, I, I, I don't like the word controversial because when you try to filter your words for what you think is controversial, you're trying to then assume how other people are going to interpret what you say. I think you should say what you feel and say what, and mean, you know, Joe Biden has a phrase and I'm not mean what you say, say what you mean. Right. I firmly believe in that. And I'm not saying, you know, go out there and promote arson or genocide or, you know, but say what you mean, you know, just say, and if you feel it, say it. And I, I will gladly have anyone on the podcast who wants to share their opinion. As long as it's I've honestly, I have been like that since I was like seven, like, Let's end with two dumb questions. Question number one, if you had a Hogwarts pet, what animal would it be? Question number two, if you could date any person in the wizarding world, it certainly will 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 adjust your age accordingly to where if you said Dumbledore, we'd make you age appropriate for Dumbledore. Yeah. If, if you could, you know, who is, who is the ideal crush in the wizarding world? Okay, so first, an owl, because they can... They're so smart and they can send letters. I just feel like that's everyone's ideal pet. At, like, even like in the books, everyone seems to want an owl. So, and because I was so young when I liked Harry Potter, snowy owls have been my favorite animal my whole life. And I just like haven't, it's because of Harry Potter, but because it was like five year old me, I can't unassociate it where I'm like, if I didn't read Harry Potter, probably wouldn't be my favorite animal. But because I was so young, I, I don't know. <laughs> And so it's like a hard question for me with like the dating because I feel like I grew up with the characters and I liked them way before I could have crushes. I ever had crushes on people. So I feel like it was always something slightly weird, but at the same time, I've made my name Haley Potter for so many things that I would probably date Harry just because we know everything in his head. So, but then there's another part of me that's like, Draco, but then no, <laughs> not actually. Yeah, the the decor style, just given what I'm seeing in this room that you're in right now, would not match up with Malfoy Manor. Too no, I could never actually, but like for a second in my head, I could be like, oh my gosh, Draco, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steven, who would be your Harry Potter crush? Uh, age appropriate, mind you, but book Jenny, 100, 190% <laughs> with... Oh, yeah. No, Book Jenny is like the answer. I think you have to get Tonks in there for a shout and then Bellatrix also, um, which is definitely um, a, a slightly loaded answer. Um, but yeah, those are those are my three. Thank you for joining us, Haley. Thank you for having me. This was great, and we're excited to see you at LeakyCon. I'm excited to see you guys, too. I'm really, really excited. (laughs) So you mentioned one thing during the episode I wanted to talk about. You said, I forget exactly how you phrased it, but that essentially going to LeakyCon is going to be a lot more, for lack of a better word, and also forgetting what you said, intense of an experience than hanging out at the Wizarding World, hanging out at Universal. Because at the convention, like, you can't really go anywhere else. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I don't think I disagree with it. But I, maybe because the park, I mean, look, we can leave the park at any point because we have annual passes, whatever, right? But the parks, I feel confined once I walk through the gate. 
Whereas like the conventions, as we've done at any number of conventions, you can sneak out to regular restaurants around town. Like, I don't know. I just, you said that and I was like, huh, I, I want to bring this up later. So I'm, I'm curious if you could expand. I think it's in a different way. Whereas at the parks, you're kind of there, you're there to hang out with people. And at the convention, the difference is if, if you're like you and I, we spend a lot of time like in the marketplace. We like to go to panels. So you can leave, but sometimes, especially your first time, like we really didn't leave when we went through Dallas. We kind of stayed there because we wanted to experience everything. And it's kind of like 24-7, go, go, go. There's always something that you kind of want to see or try to catch or people you want to meet or cosplays you want to check out. So I feel like it's more, maybe not intense, but it's more of a packed schedule than like a weekend at the parks. See, I don't even know if I agree with that only because with the parks, I feel some sense of, and it's bizarre that I feel this way, given that I do have an annual pass. Um, I feel some sense of inherent guilt if I don't hit all the rides I want to hit on any given trip. How many rides did you ride two weeks ago? Yeah, I didn't love that. Um, So like, like, you know, if the lines are really long or if a ride breaks down, I'm like, oh, well, this wasn't necessarily worth it. Uh, I say with air quotes, because of course, being around friends and all that is worth it inherently. But whereas at conventions... Certainly there are a couple panels that we try to hit. I'd say we usually try to hit four. We end up going to one or two. Um, that's not because of time constraint. That's just because we're in a different part of the center or like whatever. Mm-hmm. But for us, the convention is really just a time to walk around and be together and see all the vending, all the vendors and all that. So I don't, I don't know if I'd even agree that conventions tend to be more packed in terms of agenda. I think it depends on how you go to a convention. Well, because, I tend to go by car or by plane. Well, I mean, like how you, go. how you and I attend a convention is very different than how a cosplayer is going to attend a convention. That's true. So it depends on what your interests are. And we are going to actually do an episode before LeakyCon and talk about some of the specifics to LeakyCon and things that we think you should be aware of. Um, so that will be coming out, but closer to that. But definitely go check out LeakyCon's website because they'll be in Orlando and Denver this year. Danny, it's that time of the episode once again. Do you have a creator shout out that you would care to share with the class today? I I do. I am going to shout out Muggle Style, which is... I really thought you were about to shout me out. I heard Muggle and I was like, oh my God, (laughs) it's happening. No, okay. I'm sorry. Carry on. Love you, but no. So Muggle Style is two twin sisters who could easily give the Weasley twins a run for their money. I ran into them in parks a few weeks ago, but they just both have some amazing content and they're just fun. They're a whole level of chaotic energy that is amazing to be around. So go check them out. They have quite a uh, interesting new reel that is part of the drop challenge. So go check that out because it it is is great. What about you, Stephen? Yeah, I've got a couple. Um, first, uh, a recent episode we did, somewhat recent, within the last couple of months, um, with Lauren, the purveyor of Forbidden Forest Apothecary. 
actually took my advice from the episode. In that episode, we talked about doing house starter kit apothecary sets. Do you know what she put up on her Etsy literally today, the day of recording? The Badger starter kit, y'all. She did it. She literally did it. Um, They look really dang cool. Um, So forbidden underscore forest underscore apothecary for all of your themed potion decor needs. As she points out, they are for decoration. They are not consumable. Um, The other shout out I want to give is another former episode of ours who's doing some really cool stuff recently. Um, Ed over at Orchard Works has some really cool new wand designs, some galaxy wands, which are like have this really cool celestial design on them. Um, and then what's the word I'm looking for? Zodiac? Zodiac, right? That's a thing? Yeah. That's a uh, Zodiac sign themed wands, which are really, really cool. I'm a uh, despite you're a Pisces. Uh, I'm a Gemini. Um, some geode wands, like really Ed and, and Janet and, and co over there at Orchard Works are doing some really cool stuff, um, continuing to pump out awesome, different, innovative uh, wand designs. So be sure to give Orchard Works some love at Orchard Works on the gram. That's what I got, Danny. Do you know what else people should give some love? Creating Magic Podcast. Is that where you were going? Yes. Oh, Danny, how can people show Creating Magic Podcast some love? You can write a review. You can subscribe. You can follow us at Creating Magic Podcast on Instagram, Creating Magic PC on Twitter, and Creating Magic Podcast on YouTube. Uh, You're supposed to say, Stephen, I can't show a podcast my love. It's an epilogue. I didn't get the memo. It's an epilogue callback there. Anyhow. Um, leave us a rating and review y'all again we don't do this lord knows we don't do it for money because that ain't a thing um, this I is truly know. well if you are making money <laughs> uh, we'll have another conversation about that <laughs> it's truly something that we do because we're passionate about making friends connecting friends and sharing people's stories across this community uh, we love doing it this is not us trying to you know, make money off of this. Although if we did, that would be nice. Or if Danny shared the money she's making, that would also be nice. Um, We just want to get this podcast into as many ears as possible because we believe that each person that we talk with on these episodes deserves to have their story heard across the Harry Potter global fan community. So there's this whole algorithm thing that I don't fully understand, but the more ratings and reviews we get, the better the algorithm is to us and the more people's feeds we appear in. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever else you may or may not be listening to this podcast, I suppose may not makes no sense because if you're not listening to this podcast, you're not listening to this podcast, but leave us a rating, leave us a review. If you do leave a review and it's one that, well, no, I'll read any. You know what? I will read any review you leave, be it five star, one star, anything in between. Uh, We'd prefer the five star one because, well, you know, I'm vain, but yeah, we'll, we'll read them all. So uh, thank you in advance for that. Yes, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Bye.
Why? Expelled.